Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Orange County, California. And I was going to say we're in our church clothes, but we're not. We did not wear these to church. No. These are our we, banquet clothes. <laughs> yeah, we went to a banquet. Cheerleading banquet. That was awesome. Yeah. Sorry, it's so good. I'm so proud. She got so many letters and accommodations. and yeah. uh, It was just really cool stuff. Hey, my friends, go to CaliforniaParentalize.org. Tomorrow is our big event. Uh, not my birthday. It is my birthday, but that's not the big event. We are there for the uh, fearless. Wait, oh my gosh, I forgot the title. Hold on. <laughs> it's right here. Stay fearless. I knew there was a fearless in there somewhere. Stay fearless school board event. That's at the um, Novo Cafe. Novo Cafe. I was going to say Zulu Cafe for some reason. <laughs> Novo Cafe. Novo, Novo Zulu. Novo Cafe in Westlake Village. You're going to want to be there for sure. It's going to be an awesome time. We got a bunch of speakers and. Um, some things that we're going to give up. We have some surprises that are going to be happening. And hello, Danielle. Nice to see you. Happy Sunday. Hi, Danielle. That's awesome. Danielle's going to join us on Monday. And she's yes. going to help. She's going to volunteer. What? Yes, she's helping at the door. That is so awesome. Yay. So spectacular. All right. We are reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional for March 13th. And the title is Ministering the Gifts of Healings. The reference is 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 9, and it says, For to one is given gifts of healings. That's not the entire scripture, but that's, mm. that's what he has written down here. The uh, scripture reading for today is 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. The gifts of healings are wonderful gifts. There is a difference between having a gift of healing and gifts of healings. God wants us not to come short in anything. I like this term, gifts of healings. To have this, these gifts, I must bring myself into conformity with the mind and will of God. Yes. It would be impossible for you to have gifts of healing unless you possess that blessed fruit of long-suffering. Long-suffering being kind of like patience, patient yes. perseverance. Yes. Okay. You will find that these gifts run parallel to that which will bring them into operation. How is it possible to minister the gifts of healings considering the peculiarities there are in the churches and the many evil powers of Satan that confront us and possess bodies? The person who wants to go through with God and exercise the gifts of healings has to be a person of long suffering, always having a word of comfort. If the one who is in distress and helpless doesn't see eye to eye with us about every matter and doesn't get all he wants, Long-suffering Christians will bear and forbear. Long-suffering is a grace Jesus lived in and moved in. He was filled with compassion, the, and God will never be able to move us to help the needy until we reach that place. You, you might think, by the way, I went about praying for the sick, that I was sometimes unloving and rough. But, oh, friends, you have no idea that I see behind the sickness and the one who is afflicted. Mm. I am not dealing with the person. I am dealing with the satanic forces that are binding the afflicted. Yes. As far as people go, my heart is full of love and compassion for all. But I fail to see how you will ever reach a place where God will be able to use you until you get angry at the devil. Yes. Urgh. One day, a pet dog followed a lady out of her house and ran all around her feet. She said to the dog, I cannot have you with me today. The dog wagged its tail and made a great fuss. Go home, pet, she said, but it didn't go. 
At last, she shouted roughly, go home. And off it went. Some people play with the devil like that. Aww. Poor little thing. They say the devil can stand, out, stand all the comfort anybody in the world could give him. Cast him out. You are not dealing with the person. You are dealing with the devil. If you say, if you say with authority, come out, you demons. In the name of the Lord, you must, they must come out. You will always be right when you dare to treat sickness as the devil's work. Gifts of healings are so varied that you will often find the gift of discernment operating in connection with them. Moreover, the manifestations of the spirit are given to us for the profit of all. <clears throat> you must never treat a cancer case as anything else but a living evil spirit that is destroying the body. Wow. It is one of the worst kind of evil spirits I know. Not that the devil has any, anything good. Uh, ever, every disease of the devil is bad, either to a greater or lesser degree. But this form of disease is one that you must cast out. In casting out demons, we have to be careful about who gives the command. Man may say, come out. But unless his command is by the Spirit of God, man's words are useless. You must be sure of your ground. You must be sure that there is a power mightier than you that is destroying the devil. Take your position from the first epistle of, of John and say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If you think the power comes from you, you make a great mistake. It comes from your beings filled with him. From his acting in the place of you, your thoughts, your words, you're all being used by the spirit of God. The thought for today, it is no mistake to declare yourself against the devil. There's a lot in that. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Give me some of that a lot. <laughs> well, I, I was in a meeting um, recently and uh, this woman had a sickness and they say, okay, who wants to pray? It was people would volunteer and pray for each other. And uh, a lady volunteered to pray for her. And she said, you know, I pray that the Lord gives you discernment to choose a healing. I mean, it would be great if you were actually healed. But if not, we know that, that, that God uses doctors to heal and that he'll give you discernment to choose the right treatment. And I thought to myself, what in the world are you going to cast out with that prayer? Like it was, a, it was more like it's, it's what he's saying is that if you don't believe your words, if you don't believe you have the power, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you don't have the power. So if you can't speak with Christ's authority, then you're not sure of the ground that you're, that you're walking. And it's the, the, the prayers are still useful, but it's not going to cast out the evil spirit of sickness. And so I think it's really um, it's a really important point that he's making is the long suffering, so the patient perseverance with a person that's afflicted. Because um, I had a good friend of mine that was really affected by by evil spirits that I think had been generational curses on her, and it was really hard to constantly to be patient with her and realize that some of the a lot of the things I kept trying to tell her were spirits, and she kept thinking, "No, I just I don't know." if I think that that's true and it, mm -hmm. it's actually me and, and it, that confusion is also part of suffering from spirits. And then there's people in the church who don't actually believe Christians suffer from spirits. So that causes another layer <laughs> of difficulty in healing them because they don't actually believe 
that that's possible. So you're not saying they're possessed by a demonic, somebody that has the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You're not saying they're possessed by a demonic spirit, but they're under the oppression of a demonic mm. spirit. And that's what sickness is because for every illness, um, God gave a cure and the Lord is Jehovah Rapha. So he could cure and heal anything. And it's whether the person who's ministering to them believes it and if the person receiving it believes it. Right. So I think these are all these are all really important uh, points, but it again goes back to what he said yesterday, which is, you know, the problem with Christianity today is that not enough Christians are filled with Jesus. Right. Pastor Jack even said it today at Calvary yes. Chapel Chino Hills. He's like, the problem with the church is that we aren't walking with Jesus. Where none of us are. I mean, a lot of us are not displaying the power of Christ because we're not actually walking with Him to be able to display that power. We're not walking, we're not, our lives are not closely enough aligned to him that they reflect him. Because if we walk close enough to him, if we're obedient and we're in relationship with him, our lives should reflect Christ in everything we do right. at home and on the streets. And we've heard that over and over, over and over. Everywhere, it seems. <laughs> Every, everywhere we go, that's the message. Be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you could actually be effective in the world. And people can see you as a christian exactly they should no. see christ in us yeah. mm. what was it that the the title of today's message was give us eyes that can see uh, eyes, eyes that, can, that hear. can hear eyes that can no, hear. no no give us ears that can see no <laughs> i don't have my phone with me but i think it was either eyes that can hear or ears that could see yeah now you get yeah now we gotta see it because that was really important um, that that thought that your yeah, your eyes can, oh my gosh what is it it's one of the two but either way <laughs> it's not the same word as the um, as eyes that see so yeah. it's basically having the sixth sense and he actually never explained it but it was the sixth sense of being able to hear from your eyes. Yeah, I was taking it as that you can see that somebody's a Christian by their actions. You can you can see what they're doing by what it is that they do and how they carry themselves. When it, eyes can hear us, it when was eyes can hear us. Yeah, here and my I took it as can it, it both it, it picks up the sense that you are acting as a Christian, right? You're acting as Jesus would want you to act. So, yes, my and it's a, it's an odd feeling I get from this that I can't, although it says it talks about, it's talking about the gifts of healings and the gift of healing. Um, but I'm wondering based on how it's written, if you actually need the gift to heal, if, if I'm coming to you and want, you know, want your back to get better and cast out the devil, which I don't know that I've done that effectively. I think I've just asked God to fix you as opposed to get the devil out. I haven't done it that way, but my, my question then is, but is it talks about the gift of healing, but do you need the gift of healing in order to heal somebody? If you have the power of God behind you, you if you have the power of God behind you, you have the gift of healing. Oh, and we'll read that in the, in the first uh, Corinthians 12 is that God gives all these gifts and any of these gifts to whom he wants in whatever measure. And they're you, and we learn from other parts of the Bible, they're, they're based on using them. Uh, so, and then that's what Smith says at the end. He's like, make sure you stand your, you know, your ground that you're standing on. 
you will be able to heal when you believe that you walk closely enough to, uh, to Christ to manifest the power of healing. Right. And Peggy says, happy Sunday. Yes. Amen. amen. Obviously you said, I don't think I said anything worth an amen. No, you did. <laughs> Absolutely. You did. Danielle says, I agree. You should be able to see someone as a Christian by their actions and the way they live. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And that's what I took what he was talking about. Um, And he gave us a really great passage of scripture in Acts 4 where um, people, the Pharisees, the other learned men, saw um, Peter and John and they said that there must be, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. And so that's what it's about. It's not that we are learned or we're great scholars, but you were so closely aligned to Christ that you manifest a power that's that's otherworldly. And again, it's not something that we've done or deserved, but it's this, it's him coming through. The power of your your words, your declaration come from him. Mm. To bind on earth they, as he said, that what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and what you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. If you say to this mountain, jump into the sea, it'll go. And it doesn't matter. And, it doesn't, and again, it doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't and that's what's, what's great about the Bible is because it, not, it uses kings as examples of Christian men who are sinners, but yet are used by God powerfully. And then you They're have- They're non-Christians. They're kings that were used by God. Oh, you mean in the Old yeah. Testament? Yeah. Before Christians. But, I mean, it's just like one. I mean, there might be one, but they'll use people that have money. Right. You know, it'll uh, use, uh, who was the Jew, um, the leader of the of the Jews at the time? that in the, Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Right. You know, it could be him. It could be fishermen that have no skills whatsoever. Um, but that's what makes this, this faith great. It's because it's not about your status. It's not about how smart you are. It's not about like Mormonism, how much money you can raise. <laughs> you know, it always seems about money uh, with the Mormons. Well, um, he takes ordinary men and does extraordinary things. Yeah. yeah. And it's always, it always seems to be doing things that are just so against who you appeared to have been or who you have right. been. I mean, you take Saul, you know, who right. became Paul. And Peter, the fisherman. Because he's the exact opposite. One. Like, I'm going to take the exact opposite of what your skills seem to be, which is killing Christians. And and use it for saving Christians. How about that? Amen. Uh, how cool is that? Wow. And that's wow. why we have to believe in that same power today, because he says, greater works, you see what he has done, and Christ says, greater works than these you will perform, because I will go to my Father. And so he sends us the Holy Spirit to do on earth greater things than curing the sick and, and uh, raising the dead. And the greater things that we do is we draw people to faith. Yep. So good. First Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each one of us so we can help each other, not hoard the gifts. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to one another, to another, 
And to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides each gift each person should have. There you go. Same spirit. Same spirit. Cool. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.7. I'm doing it with the wrong hand. So that you come short in no gift, eagerly awaiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in 1 John 4, 4, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. One of the most famous passages of scripture. I wonder why he wanted us to use the King James Version. Ye. Just to say that ye part? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what the other one says. Let's see. Uh, we'll look at uh, which one? New King James or NIV? You have NIV to go the other way. Go. Yeah. NIV, K E Y. <laughs> there we go. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Not much different. But it does sound better when you start it off with ye. Ye. <laughs> Right. Um, this uh, this business about casting out devils too. I think it's uh, and then going back to my experience about this woman praying. I was thinking to myself that I actually really wanted to pray. She kind of um, she beat me to it. And I thought to myself, "Wow, that was that was God's doing." Because if I would have prayed, these people may have gotten scared. Because I was really prepared to cast that demon out. Like I was, I was ready, oh. I, you know, and I was like, oh, maybe wrong crowd, you know, like it, 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 the, the belief of the recipient matters and the belief of the atmosphere, the room, I think matters too. You know, mm -hmm. if it, it, maybe, maybe not everybody in the room, but yeah. there was a reason why I was not permitted to pray for her, you know, so everything is in the, in the Lord's purview, you know what I mean? And I was just thinking after she prayed, I was like, wow, that's that, okay. Like that was not for me there, you know? <laughs> it was so radically different than what I intended to do, you know? Um, but you're, this is, this is all. You're going to rattle the devil's cage? I was, yeah. I was going to, I was going to give him a run for his money. Wow. I want to be there when you do that. <laughs> you haven't seen me do that? No. Yeah, you have. I um, prayed that over Tiffany in the church when yeah. the lady behind us, when yeah. she had a debilitating disease. No, but I didn't, I didn't hear that. No, no. That's the devil. No, I want to hear that. Out. I said, get out. Um, uh, anything else? Uh, so we've got the scripture that we just went through or the devotional. Um, when we had a church today, as you said, with uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills with Jack, uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs. What were your thoughts on, uh, on oh. today's message? Well, my article this week is on sin. So I'm, this is the third part in my three part. I think it's going to just be three parts about uh, learning the lesson of grace and prayer. And then uh, what it means to be a disciple in, in today's age, in an age of conflict and fear and anxiety. And the first one was the power of grace and prayer. The second one was how to manifest God's love. And my third one is um, 
leaving uh, to be holy, uh, living a, a living a holy life and repenting from sin, and to constantly be aware of sinful acts that that keep us away from God. And Jack gave the perfect end to my article in that he gave the example of Abraham and David, two great men of the Bible, and yet they both failed miserably. <laughs> you know, they did horrible things. And the lesson of that is that they didn't steep in their sin. They didn't walk around saying, well, I'm king, king you know, King David didn't say, oh, well, gee, I can, I'm king. I can do whatever I want. I have this anointing. Therefore, I'm going to fornicate all over the place. He made one mistake, cried, repented, and then took responsibility for the mistake. Uh, but he was a man after God's own heart. Abraham gave his wife away twice. Uh, and the, he, he, he didn't tell the entire story, but Amalek, the king that he gave him to, had a dream of the Lord saying, don't you dare touch her. That's his wife. And so, and he wasn't even a, a believer really. Hmm. And so he woke up, he's like, why did you offer me your wife? And he's like, huh? You know, like he was just like, <laughs> sorry. So it's just, it, the Lord saved him and her because he had a greater purpose. So the, the lesson of sin is that when you're walking with the Lord, you don't, um, you don't stay in sin. That the Lord, that Christians that are walking with Christ make horrible sinners. That it should make you feel miserable it should, you should hear the chastisement of the Lord. You should feel his correction and then chart a new course, get back on the horse. Yeah. I really thought today's message is a good one for men uh, to, to hear. Yes. Um, every part of every part of it um, about the prayer, the importance of prayer and, and just pray. They don't worry about what you say. Uh, he had a great example of his uh, granddaughter uh, praying for the lawnmower to start. <laughs> and she did it with her mouth full and mumbled through it. He didn't understand a word she said. And then the lawnmower started after the prayer. But I mean, it's just a great story. Faith. I say, just, just have faith, you know, childlike faith. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's something that men aren't good at. I've, I've, it's taken me 50 some odd years to get good at praying. I don't know, is it Not even get good, just pray is it something like a, a fear of weakness? Is it Not sounding like silly? Sounding silly. Okay. I, see yeah, I mean, when I yell at somebody to get on the ground, put your hands up, you know, all that kind of stuff, that sounds manly. I have a problem doing that. It was the transition to doing something that I perceived women, uh, you know, as who mm, do church. Right. Women are the ones who raise their hand. Women are the ones who sing out loud. Oh. And then I went to church and saw men, and they go, oh, there's. Men, dudes here. Men, men's are, men, the men's are singing. <laughs> <laughs> the men have their hands raised. The men are praying. And uh, it took me a long time. I know I go, oh, that they can do it because they know the Bible or they know God or uh, obviously the God dwells inside them. That's what makes them able to do this. Uh, but it's just been recently. That's awesome. I say, the last year and a half. So that part of it is important, I think, for men to hear. And then, of course, uh, the faith and it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a Christian. Cause that was one of the, the things that he brought up all the time. Like, what does it, what does it mean? Like, why, why did Jesus die on the cross? What good does that do you? Like, right. Knowing the answer. What's the equation? What's that? What's the equation? Yes. Like why does Jesus dying on the cross yeah. mean you go to heaven? Yes. Yeah. And the, the, knowing those answers and it seems so basic and so elementary, but I go, Oh, I better have an answer for that and make sure that I know why. We went through about four or five, I think, during the message, different ones. So I, I really loved it. I thought it was a really good message. It really that. was. 
uh, one of those that you could put on a, you know, a men's, you know, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Audible book or something like that. And here's a series of, of Jack uh, messages that are specifically for men. That would be one that would definitely ah, be. interesting. I think that's my thoughts. Neat. Um, anything else? I don't know. No? No? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's jumping out at me. <laughs> I had a question earlier today and, okay. I, and I wanted to know what other people think. Um, we were listening to, um, uh, I don't know, it was YouTube or something like that, YouTube radio and uh, for King Country and, and one of their newer songs, I just heard it for the first time, but I got to thinking, you know, they come out with all these great songs. I like for King Country. I've seen them live a couple of times and I think that's probably why I like them even more because they, their show was a really fun, awesome, awesome show. Um, but it's like them and casting crowns maybe you, you you have the typical songs at the beginning of church service that the worship team plays and they're always the same 10 yeah you know they'll play two of the of the 10 and then the next week they play two of the same 10 and i and i was asking you I, I was wondering is it not easy to play for king and country songs it, because of the way that they sing and the, the amount of instruments that you know for king country especially has is that why they don't? We never hear for King Country song in uh, in worship, or is it not felt that it's actually good Christian worship music, or or is it the licensing that they don't allow it to be licensed out? That was the, the other one. That oh yeah, about. that I don't know, but I just think that there's certain songs that are conducive to corporal worship, meaning like worship in the church, mm -hmm. and other songs are not, and so I think they specifically choose songs that glorify Christ and that are conducive to the individual and the corporate um, praising Jesus. And so if the songs are not, um, they, they could be good worship songs, they're praising God, but they don't lend themselves to the spirit that they're trying to create in the church of praise and worship of the Lord Jesus Christ, then they don't use them. Uh, I just think that they're just chosen. It may be much more sophisticated than that. But it sounds like at Friends Church, I think does this too, at Calvary Chapel, that quite often the, the worship songs have some similarity to what Jack's going to be talking about, what the message is going to be. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I remember the other night, um, something had happened in the world, and I forget what it was, but something different had happened. And Jack told um, Gia, Gia you, these songs are all wrong for how I'm going to start this message. You remember him saying that? that Vaguely. The music, the, the music doesn't, isn't going to fit. So can you yeah. find something else or whatever? And I think they changed it up. I'm not sure what ended up happening. Or maybe she said, don't worry about that. it. It's going to be fine. Or these songs will work. Yeah. But uh, I'm but, sure there's some coordination there too. Yeah. But yeah, if anybody has any other theories, yeah. we'd love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> My first thought was the licensing thing that, you know, these are, these uh, bands like uh, for King and Country and uh, Casting Crowds, uh, Casting Crowns, um, that you know they're a bigger name, and somehow the licensing may not could be very free well be to be used in the church, and so the, which I would think would be odd, but could be it could be or just I think my other main one was I thought maybe this just those are hard songs too for for uh, too many instruments, band. yeah, too many instruments. 
just one of those things that goes through this little tiny pea brain every so often that just I'm, I'm have these thoughts. Yeah, you Hope do. That's okay. Yeah, absolutely, it is. <laughs> absolutely, lovey. <laughs> All right. Anything else, my love? Well, I just want to say that it was very cute, Andy. Um, my daughter struggles to make friends, and I I told her today before we went to this event, she was really nervous because she feels like a lot of the girls don't like her. And I said, listen, honey, I'm not everybody's cup of tea either. Us Miramati women are not the easiest. So you don't need a million friends. You just need a couple good ones. So focus on uh, the girls that you do get along with and cultivate those relationships. And so Andy knows I have a hard time getting along with these people too. And I'm not like I don't want to or try, but uh, so he made a real concerted effort tonight to be like, so what's your favorite restaurant? Where'd you guys all grow up? <laughs> And he was so cute. He was so social. I, I don't know. Maybe you made us some friends today. Maybe. I, you know, I, I've never done that. I don't, I'm not so what? good at that. No. No. I mean, I try to be pleasant, yep. but I, I don't. I thought they be... would first talk about their kids, but then the, that conversation ended pretty quickly. Right. How many kids you got? Two. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It was. <laughs> what school do they go to? Like, yeah, you know, and then I thought, well, let's try food. And so that the, worked. Food, the food got us talking about all kinds of stuff. Right. Yeah. It was fun. It's so thank you for that. You're amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> Peggy says, we have some casting crown songs at, at church. Yes. What church you go to, Peggy? Um, yeah. That's good. Yeah, I think it just depends. Sometimes it's, it's just sometimes I, it's just they play all the same ones. Like you go to your blend of uh, friends and they'll play very. Jack is very particular about the songs. So mm -hmm. he must approve the songs. So that I know um they have to be a certain tone and tenor and the bands they're kind of picky about i mean like i was super surprised they play come to the altar that they play elevation because they're mm. not fans oh, really? so yeah so i i but they only oh, wow. sing that when it's yeah. uh, altar call yep. but um and historically his church from what i was told only played classical worship music and only recently got into the modern songs oh, really? but still are very particular about which ones they choose that last one today was really good. I liked it. Yeah. I, I don't remember hearing it. Right. And we don't even know if that's an old uh, worship song that she mm. modernized, you know? <laughs> Anybody saw today's message and know what that song is, write it in the comments. <laughs> I have no idea what it was, but it was good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, Peggy's in Salem Baptist in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Oh, well, oh neat. They got a lot of talent out there in North Carolina. Yeah. So Good. Yeah, it's just not very common. I mean, it's the, I wish I could think of who the, the artists are, but I mean, it's always the, the same, you know, four or five songs that they play. So I must be giving 100% today. Who must be giving oh. 100%? Huh? 100% of me, oh, of my, yes, myself. Yes. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you, Peggy. Yes. Yes. I'm going to take a screenshot of this. Right. And wear it. Oh. Put on my mirror. <laughs> on your Letterman jacket? For those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, we had a, a, a discussion yesterday about the couple at your blended friends church who came up and were giving um, Marital a, testi a, a testimony, marriage testimony. And so they never fight. And um, they, they give 100% to the other person. Every day. Every day. <laughs> that was his starting point. 100%. Starting point. 
<sighs> see a victory. Yes. yes. They also yes. play I'll see a victory. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is true. Very cool. All right. We have important information to give you. Oh, yeah. What is it, Edia? It is the Edify app. Please download it, subscribe. It's totally free. It would bless us tremendously if you would do that. And you may find some other really cool content on the app. Check it out. This is how. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcast today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Wow, you should have seen Hedia. She just like completely took control of the commercial, took the mouse and clicked on the commercial. Wow, folks. She's just really getting full of herself over here. <laughs> I guess I could just sit back and let you run the show. No, just do just, just a click. You know who was on fire today? Just one last thing. The drummer at you Calvary Chapel. Big Hills. fans of our drummer. Oh my gosh, this drum, he was he must have fire had two, two lattes, triple <laughs> lattes. Because uh when you're in the front row, you could hear the beats. Oh coming yeah, coming through that uh, that drum. And you weren't there oh on Wednesday, gosh. but the dude that played on Wednesday scared us. We all literally jumped oh, really? because nobody was singing. He just went bum, 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 and we were just like, <gasps> like all terrified. It was crazy. So yeah, their drummers are off the hook. <laughs> Danielle said, "We'll see you tomorrow, guys." Yes, thank That's awesome. you. Can't wait to see you. All right, my friends, we love you guys. Uh, God bless, and have a great Sunday evening. God bless. Bye. Bye.